This is Inside Berkeley. I'm Michael Keith Feldman. In this episode, we'll talk with Grammy-nominated Berkeley voice professor Donna McElroy, an alumna of Fisk University and its world-renowned group, the Fisk Jubilee Singers, the foremost torchbearers of the traditional spiritual. The Jubilee Singers will perform a special Berkeley Signature Series concert at Symphony Hall in Boston on Sunday, February 21st. Joined by McElroy and members of the Jubilee Spirit Ensemble that she leads here at Berkeley. In addition to special guests such as former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick and the Boston Children's Chorus. Donna McElroy, welcome to Inside Berkeley. Thank you so much for having me. So you've referred to the Fisk Jubilee Singers as the world's first rock stars. So for those who might not be familiar, can you explain what that means and help us better understand the group's historical context? Yes, well, the uh, the Jubilee Singers were a group of students at Fisk University who were music students, voice students, uh, who were le- learning the Eurocentric uh, style, the classical style of music. And uh, of course, when they got to Europe, the Europeans had heard that. That was their style of music. They And Queen Victoria asked them, you know, we, we know this music and you sound lovely doing it, but we'd like to hear some of your historically heritage music from your culture. And that's when the Jubilee Singers first began actually arranging and singing and taking ownership of what used to be known as slave songs and became known as the American Negro Spiritual. And it was at that point that when the concert was over and there was so much passion and a different timbre in their voices when they sang their own music as opposed to the Eurocentric style that Queen Victoria made the comment, well, Nashville is definitely America's music city. And so that's where that euphemism came very pop became very popular for Nashville, Tennessee. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Prior to their being invited by the Queen of England to come and sing their music in uh, roughly 1874, uh, there had been no actual traveling group paid for by another country to take a boat and to do any kind of intercontinental um, uh, uh, type singing or performing. So they were a kind of a, a the first in a in a traveling troupe of singers. So if we fast forward about a hundred years, the group mm-hmm. still exists, and now you become a member of it. Can you tell me a little bit about how you became a member of the Fisk Jubilee Singers? Um, I was a precocious young, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year old church singing young woman and. Uh, a Fisk alumni, his name was Bubba Hall, Mr. Hall, took me uh, with permission of my parents and my grandmother. She was a really good friend of his, and he was, I think, the um, the head deacon in our church, and he asked her, could he take me down to Nashville to sing for the president of Fisk University? And he thought that I could get a scholarship, and I went down with him that day, and I sang in the famous Fisk Chapel and um, I, I, don't re- I don't remember what I sang. It was something, you know, Oh Divine Redeemer or something like that. And I sang in French or something. And I was 16 and it was like, oh, my God, you know, she's really, you know, that kind of thing. And they, he just gave me a scholarship right there on the, on the spot. Wow. And my first semester, I auditioned and became a Jubilee singer. Wow. So you've educated countless Berkeley vocal students. And I'm wondering if you could... Tell us about an important lesson that you learned as a member 
of the Fisk Jubilee Singers that you now pass on to your students here at Berkeley? Uh, I was thinking about this um, the other day. What would I generally say to my students? And I, I, I think I have a couple of things that I would always urge my students to be aware of. Stay you, stay true to you, and learn everything you can about the piece of music that you're singing. So from the bass part on up to the soprano, know every part. Um, and uh, that will build your confidence. Your knowledge is will, and that will build your confidence about yourself. Yeah. So you've brought some students with you to the studio today. Yes, part of the Jubilee Spirit Ensemble. They're going to introduce themselves to the audience. Hi, my name is Bailey Cunningham. I'm from Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm a composition major and piano principal. My name is Carla Nelson. I'm from Berlin, Germany, and my major is contemporary writing and production. Hello, everyone. My name is Fabio Giacalone. I'm from Italy, and I'm a performance major voice principal. So what is the most significant thing you've learned, be it about the Fisk Jubilee Singers or the tradition and history of the spiritual in general that maybe you didn't know prior to your participation in the Jubilee Spirit Ensemble? Possibly the most important thing that I've learned in Jubilee is uh, the African-American heritage in this country. Coming from the American Southwest, we don't experience a lot of African-American culture, and so I, I met so many new people, learned so many new things. It's really enriched my composition. Um, yeah, definitely coming from Germany, um, I was lucky to take this class with Donna twice. Once, it was particularly just because of the music. I really enjoyed just the entire feel of it. And the second semester when I joined, um, I was really hoping to go deeper than just the musical experience and just learn just the basic roots of how this music even came to be. And Donna has been so wonderful in um, presenting this to us. And that's why it's going to be even that much more enriching for me to actually be a part of this Fisk Jubilee performance in February. I think that what I've learned the most was um, the discipline that is behind this type of music, the history that is behind, and the message of at least gratitude every time in, in your entire life. And this is what Donna is teaching us every day. Thank you. I wonder if we could have you uh, sing one of the songs that you sing in the Jubilee Spirit Ensemble. We'd be grateful if you could. We certainly can. What, uh, what song would you like to sing? This is, we're going to do I've Been Buked. I've been buked and I've been scorned. Yes, I've been buked and I've been scorned. Children, I've been buked and I've been scorned. I've been talked about shows you this world yes there is trouble all over this world Cheers. 
this world. There is trouble all over this world. In Guan Lei, my religion down. No, in Guan Lei, my religion down. Thank you so much for sharing that song with us. I had chills as you were singing that. Uh, Judith Jameson, the artistic director of Alvin Ailey Dance Theater, was quoted in the New York Times as calling that spiritual, quote, the ultimate prayer, unquote. Would you agree with that characterization? And if so, what do you think she meant? I, I kind of do because uh, the the spiritual um, uh, sentiment was one of uh, redemption, salvation, uh restitution, um, re-enlistment, re-enfranchisement, uh, relocation, um, everything that is left in God's hands. So it's ultimately the, the human prayer for please save us. So I definitely agree with uh, Dr. Jameson's mm. description. When many of us think of spirituals, we, we think first and foremost of songs lamenting the condition of slavery, but you've also talked about how some of these songs also served very practical or even tactical purposes. Correct. There were a lot of um, songs that had to do with making it through the day, doing the hard work that was at hand, um, out of which came uh, something we now know as call and response at Berkeley. It's a very uh, widely used term, but it basically was rooted in the the workers in the field, and there had to be a, a caller and a responder, and what the people who were responding were usually doing the work. The caller was just kind of heading up the, the troop of 35 or 40 or 200 or 300 people, and it had to have a rhythm. There had to have a, there had to be a rhythm that was uh, keeping the picking or the towing or the tilling or the plowing or the sewing um, or the folding, you know. Then the mills, they would make the fabric and then they would fold it. There had to be a rhythm to that, yeah. just just very similar to a machine. And some of these songs also had sort of a second-level message that was only known by those who were doing that that's work, that's it? correct there were also um secret uh inf implications to some of the songs where uh, once the uh, organization of the underground railroad and other um church-led mechanisms of escape and um a relocation were established there had to be a way to get the family or get the people who were getting ready to escape to leave the plantation, to leave that p 
particular situation, there had to be a way to get everybody ready and let everybody know, okay, tonight's the night. We're going to steal away, steal away to Jesus, steal mm-hmm. away home. You know, that was when they'd sing that song. It had a function of of uh, itinerary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Fisk Jubilee singers have received countless honors, the National Medal of the Arts among them. Uh, as your students were introducing themselves, um, I was struck by the fact that you're teaching these spirituals not just to African-American students, not even just to American students, but to students from a wide array of races, ethnicities, nations, religious backgrounds. Why is it so important to keep the flame of these spirituals and traditions burning brightly in such a widespread way? Well, I think it's absolutely imperative that all peoples who are oppressed know of each other in the world, that this is not just a music anymore for uh, African-American people, nor is it just a slave, quote, slave song type music. There is oppression everywhere. There are many factions in humanity that need escape and that need retribution and that need physical and medical and agricultural and Right now in Flint, Michigan, those people should be singing the Negro spirituals. Free us, Lord. Mm. Yeah. You know? The the water situation. The water situation. Wade in the water. Wade, there you have it. These Mm. these are applicable to so many um, hardships in life that we need victory over. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. As I mentioned at the top, Berkeley will be hosting a tribute to the Fisk Jubilee Singers at Symphony Hall on Sunday, February 21st in Boston. Can you tell us what to expect that night? Yes, uh, we'll, we'll have a combination of a cappella and some uh, rhythm section-oriented music. There's going to be an orchestra, all-student orchestra, and the uh, Berkeley element of it will, will have some faculty involvement. Um, but mostly it's going to be just the Jubilee Singers doing their thing yeah. and uh, us uh, aiding them and, and packaging their presentation in a very lovely way. Yeah. And we'll also have the uh, former governor, Deval Patrick, and uh, Boston, uh, Harvard Professor Sarah Lawrence Lightfoot doing the narration written by Fisk alumna Terry E. Carter, who's a New Bedford resident. Good friend of yours, eh? Yes. And uh, and I understand Julius Williams has composed some new music for this as yes, well? Yes, he has. He's composed and will be also the conductor that night. Can we hear one more? Uh, and can you set up the context of this spiritual for us? Yes, the very first uh, song we sang was an SATB, soprano, alto, tenor, bass arrangement. And um, it was called uh, I've Been Buked. And then this next one we're going to do is taught by rote. I taught this to the students, just sing the soprano, and we figure out the alto and the tenor. It was called Teaching by Rote. And this one is called I Want Jesus to Walk With Me. I want Jesus to walk with me. I want Jesus to walk with me. Lord, I want 
Donna McElroy, thank you and the members of your Jubilee Spirit Ensemble for joining us today for Inside Berkeley. It has been a wonderful, wonderful experience. Thank you so much for having us. Again, Donna McElroy and her Jubilee Spirit Ensemble, as well as the Boston Children's Chorus, will join in a performance by the world-renowned Fisk Jubilee Singers at Symphony Hall in Boston on Sunday, February 21st at 7 p.m. The concert will celebrate the 150th anniversary of Fisk University and honor the singer's ongoing contribution to preserving the tradition of the spiritual throughout the world. Tickets to this historic event are available at bso.org. This episode was engineered by Berkeley student Steve Shaw in partnership with The Burn. I'm Michael Keith Feldman for Inside Berkeley.